to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Welcome to this episode of In the Country, brought to you by the Country Music Association of Ontario. Find out more about CMA Ontario at cmaontario.ca. And be sure to get your tickets for their fifth annual award show, hosted by the one and only Jason McCoy. And it's taking place June 11th in London, Ontario. Going to be a great time. My pleasure now to welcome my guest and Ontario country artist. It's Kelly Prescott, and we'll talk about her musical dynasty family, the Browns and the Prescotts, as well as her uh, brand new EP that's out called Hillbilly Jewels. And I have a couple of songs from it to play here on the show. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Hey, Dave. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It is uh, great to have you here. And those Ontario Country Music Awards, uh, they're great. The fifth annual and a great time every year. Oh, absolutely. I had a blast last year, and um, I'm really looking forward to it this year for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to be amazing. The Country Music Association of Ontario Awards, June 11th uh, in London, Ontario. And uh, it's been in Markham the last four years previously. It's going to be a nice change just to uh, change the scenery and, and see things at Centennial Hall uh, in London. So, Kelly, we have so much to talk about and some songs to play. I can't wait to get to them. Uh, let's first start. Let's dive right into it. The Musical Dynasty, the Browns and the Prescotts. Uh, your mom is Tracy Brown. Your dad, Randall Prescott. You have so much musical history to your to your background. I do, yes. Um, you know, I, I don't really think I had a choice in life. I think this, uh, I, was, I was born into it and... Um, I'm happy to be pursuing this life. There was really nothing else I wanted wanted to do. Yeah, you grew up around this. This is second nature to you. And anyone who grows up in a family of musicians and singers, uh, I think you just take it in, right? It just becomes a part of your DNA. Well, it does. Um, you know, I grew up between a recording studio, and that's where that's where I grew up. I grew up in the country, um, you know, west of Ottawa. And uh, my parents ran a, a very successful recording studio there for years. And I think it was just, it was so normal for me. It wasn't, um, other than when I was hanging out with kids in school, <laughs> where they're like, wait, <laughs> this is, that's not what my parents do. That's, that's something very different. Um, other than that, I mean, right. it was just, it was everyday, everyday life for me. I grew up with world-class musicians and music just surrounded by music 24 seven. So, um, it was a really magical childhood. I, I'm very, very lucky. You know, it, I think it took years to, to realize that. And now looking back, it's like, wow, that was, that was just about the coolest childhood you could possibly have. Yeah. I bet 
you know, you sometimes have to take a step back to because uh, it's normal for you, as you said, that just was your normal. But when you look back now, you realize just how special that was uh, to be surrounded by so much music. And of course, it was the family Brown and then Prescott Brown. And was there another uh, name in there as well? Was it, I think it was uh, Tracy Prescott and Lonesome Daddy? Yep, there was that too. And then there was my yeah. father's side, of course. So, Erwin um, Prescott. Um, right. And then who is my, my grandfather. And then my dad and his brother had the Prescott brothers for years. And then when he met my mom and started working with the family Brown, he started producing them. And then, yeah, they, they branched into, um, yeah, Prescott Brown and yeah, Tracy <laughs> Prescott and Lonesome Daddy. And there were so many different names. I mean, they, they recorded, yeah. oh goodness. Uh, family <laughs> Brown probably recorded over 20 albums with mm-hmm. RCA and um you know they're they're the most awarded country band in Canada and um incredible yeah it's it's it as a kid you don't really realize what's going on but as you grow up it's you realize that you you came from some pretty rich roots mhm some musical royalty for sure uh so so <laughs> then aside from your family Kelly for yourself as a singer and musician, who are the uh, you know artists that you either listened to on the radio or saw in concert? Who are those artists that inspired your musical journey? Um, that's that's always a tough one. I feel like it, it changes so much for me. Uh, as a kid, because I was surrounded by country music, I feel like I really uh, I I tried to get away from that. Um, I tried to rebel from that as a you know as a teenager. It was. I just, I really, my, my heart wasn't there. I didn't think it was cool at the time, of course. And, you know, being cool is really what matters at 14, 15, 16. <laughs> Absolutely. So it wasn't, it wasn't until I was, you know, probably 18 that I really found country again. And I really fell in love with the, the greats. All the, um, all the old country to me is where, where my heart is. Uh, you know, my favorites are, Roger Miller and Buck Owens and Hank and Merle and Pat, you know, Patsy and Loretta. And, mm-hmm. um, those are the, the greats to me. And then, you know, over time I started finding all this other music. It was, it, it's just been, I think the great thing is when you have so many influ- influences, it, it changes your sound a little bit and makes you, makes you a little bit different. So, I mean, I grew up listening to, to everything um soul music i love soul i love blues you know i did a blues record uh, about seven years ago and then i made a roots rock record with my other band the claytones and then i made a bluegrass <laughs> record with them and uh, this one's country so i feel like it's kind of always changing and um yeah, I'd, I'd say like my biggest influences are probably Roger Miller, Emmylou Harris is, I would say, say my biggest one, and um, Ryan Adams. So I'm I'm kind of all over the map, but yeah, I think there's always nice. sort of a you know an Americana country mm-hmm. vibe there. Exactly, sure. and, and at the heart of all that. And at the heart of all that, too, of course, is songwriting. A great song mm-hmm. with great lyrics, great melody, obviously, but songwriting is really the foundation of all of, all of that kind of music. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, it, growing up in country, you, it's all about storytelling. It's all about whether it's your own story or, 
you draw from someone else's experiences. It's just, um, it, it all comes down to a great story. Mm-hmm. And when did you first uh, start writing songs? I would imagine growing up <laughs> as you did, it was probably at a, a young age that you wrote your first one. Oh, I was probably, I think I was five when I wrote my first song. And I think it was about, um, it was about cattails and red winged blackbirds <laughs> and the lake. I, I grew up in the country and I, I grew up on a lake, uh, you know, 84 acres of land. And so wow. a big part of my childhood was just, you know, living in the country. And, and that was, that was my world. And I loved it. I was such a little nature lover and I was always out exploring and getting lost. And so, yeah, I think most of my songs when I was a kid were about, about growing up in that life. But um, yeah, I definitely was very young when I wrote my first song and I've been writing ever since. Is there anything along the way? Um, obviously time and experience is a major thing and how you get better as a songwriter uh, over the years. But Kelly, is there anything, uh, and as you're telling it, it can be sort of helpful for somebody listening who's a writer, mm-hmm. things that have helped you over the years become a better writer? Uh, it's just doing it, <laughs> you know, just pushing yourself to, to be creative. And even when you don't feel like being creative, um, I've spent a lot of time back and forth from Nashville. And even though I, I don't always think that that the Nashville formula produces the best stuff, um, I think just the practice of, of writing every day or, you know, a couple times a week or whatever it is, it, mm-hmm. it helps you. It makes you better. And, um, you know, I've written a lot of songs over the years. It doesn't mean they're all good. I've written a lot of crap, to be totally honest with you, stuff that will never see the light of day. But right. I think that just doing it and, and making that a part of your routine is really, really important. And, uh, you know, you just you get better with time. And, and, of course, life experiences help that, too. You know, the older you get, the, the more you learn, the more you experience, and the more you have to to write about. So... I think it's just uh, it's about sticking with it and just really pushing yourself to be better in every way. And that's good advice to know that uh, not every song has to be a good one. I mean, I guess we would know that sort of, we'd know that, but maybe it's good to be reminded because somebody out there might feel the pressure that every time they write a song, they got to see it through and that that's got to stand up. But, you know, there's a ratio and uh, you're going to write a, you know, for every bad few bad songs, you're going to write a really good one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still writing, you know, I'm still writing songs that don't make the cut. I'll send it to some of my closest friends or to my manager. And, and I like, I am a big fan of honesty. I will always give an honest opinion and I always hope that people will do the same. And so when I send it to them, you know, I know when it's a good one because they are genuinely excited about it. But once in a while, they're just like, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe just uh, tuck that one away for now. We can revisit it. But you know, it's usually the ones that you write in the in the heat of the moment where you're really wrapped up in something, and so it's sometimes too personal or it's too whatever. You know, you're you're just so in the moment that you're not kind of stepping yeah. away and going, wait, is this what somebody would want to hear, or is this just what you want to write about right now because it's helping you? It's your Therapy. I call those therapy songs, <laughs> the songs that you write just to get out of your system and to be able to just sort of look at the situation yeah. from another perspective. And that's how, and that's helpful too, right? When songs are therapy, I mean, sometimes those are hit songs, but if they're not, at least they've helped you through something. 
It does. You know, I'm, I'm always grateful for music because of that. It's, you know, we, we have this, artists have this out. It's like um, some people just have to stew in everything and they don't have a release. They don't have a way to just put it out there and then be able to look at it um, with, a, you know, a fresh set of eyes or ears or whatever. Um, and as an artist, I, th- I think we're really blessed that we can do that. We we have this way of, you know, putting it putting it out there and, it, sometimes it makes you feel better and sometimes it makes other few people feel better too. You know, people can relate to mm-hmm. what you're going through and, and really in the end, that's, that is just such a, that's what we, that's what we do this for. You know, we, we want to help people and, and music is, I mean, it's the soundtrack to everyone's lives. Really. It's, it's always there. And it's nice when somebody reaches out and tells you how much, your song has changed their life or helped them through a really tough time or, you know, was there in a really great time. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's cool that you you get to be a part of people's lives in such a big way. Yeah. That is really the, the power of music. It's, you know, it starts as therapy for, in this case, you as the songwriter and artist, if it's one of those kind of songs, but then it becomes the soundtrack for so many other people who listen to it. And as you said, through a mm-hmm. tough time, or maybe it's a great time and it, the song just makes them feel good. And those are valuable songs as well. Yeah, they, they really are. And, you know, even as musicians, we have other artists that do that for us too. So we understand how much it means sure. to us and to other people. So it's, it's always great when you get that feedback though. That's, that's just the biggest reward for sure is, is knowing that you've made a difference in someone's lives. You've affected them in some way. And, and that's always great. <laughs> is there a song of yours, Kelly, that stands out as one that uh, you've heard some feedback on from people? Um, yeah. Uh, there, well, maybe just because it's an older one, so it's been around longer and I've heard the most from it, but there was one that we wrote as the Claytones, which was my, uh, my last band, we, we toured together for years and we released two albums and um, we wrote a song a few years ago called Won't Let Go. And uh, it's, I, it's still to this day, one of my, one of my favorites that we've ever penned. And um, it's, it's one of those songs that actually, it's funny. We, we joke about this, but um, I've had more guys reach out to me about that song, just being like, I've just cried for hours listening to this song. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's just funny how it's, I mean, it, it's affected a lot of people, but it's, it's interesting to me that that's one that guys are really drawn to. And for a guy to reach out to you saying like, this has hit me yeah. in a very deep emotional way is it's really cool. And I want to encourage that. I want them to not be ashamed of that. I want them to, you know, to be able to come to me and say, Hey, this is, this is hitting me right now. I'm going through a really bad breakup and the song is speaking to me. And, um, you know, we've, we've all been through tough situations. And so when you have that song that just hits you, you know, it, it really mm-hmm. hits you someplace deep. It's, it's, it's nice to know that, um, that you can make that, that kind of music too. And, and it, uh, it does make you feel better. I mean, there's stuff for science, I guess, about sad songs. But uh, on on the surface, you think sad songs make you sad. But sad songs actually make you feel better in a lot of times because, you, well, you're being comforted. You know you're not alone. And after listening to it, even though, you, as you said, you, you might cry through it, there's still something that is uh, helping you. You're better off having heard it as opposed to bringing it down. Absolutely. You know, I've got 
I've got my favorites for sure that are my go-tos when I'm, I'm feeling down. And it's just nice to know that it is nice to know that you're not alone, that people, I mean, people wrote this from a, you know, a very real place and, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. The, like you said, the power of music is, it is. it's something pretty it's special. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about uh, your most recent trip to Nashville, which I know was a real Mm. busy time for you, and you had some great things going on there. But let's turn to a song uh, from the EP, Hillbilly Jewels, which is available at iTunes, and uh, people can check you out at kellyprescottmusic.com. So let's start with the title track, Hillbilly Jewels. I saw you perform this live, uh, I think it was a couple of months ago, at the the showcase you did opening up for J.J. Shiplett. And this is a great song because it sort of tells a story of of your musical dynasty. What was that venue from, from that night? Um, we played the Burdock. That was such yes. a fun night. Yes. That was such a cool show. You were on stage with Lindsay Beckett. Uh, as your yeah. Partner. She's awesome. She Isn't she? It's too bad she's just not talented and isn't cute at all, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. She's an absolute Needs angel. Needs more talent on that so one. Glad. <laughs> I know. It's, it's too bad. Um, yeah. She's in my band almost full-time now every time I can bring her I will so it's great I love having her and I was with uh, Chad Murphy my guitar player that night too that was that was a blast yeah that was a great show and you were a lot of fun on stage you were joking around uh (laughs) impromptu remarks uh really really cool uh yeah I'm a bit of a (laughs) I'm a bit of an honest person and I like to have fun and (laughs) I like to crack jokes I'm you know a (laughs) Um, I don't. I don't take myself <laughs> too great. seriously. That's for sure. That is awesome. So, Hillbilly Jewels. It tells a, a great story, a real life story. T- tell me a bit about it before we spin it here. Well, actually, I after all this talk about being a songwriter, I actually didn't even write the song. My brother wrote the song, and wow. um, yeah, um, we we do a lot of writing together. My my brother and I are um, we're a pretty cool team. In fact, uh, we. We wrote the um, official campaign song for Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party of Canada last year, and um, along with a ton of other songs that I've put on record. So we've always been a great team, but this was one that, yeah, this was one that um, I actually had absolutely nothing to do with. uh, But I loved, I loved the song. I kind of, I went to him and just said, "Hey, I'm looking for something a little bit swampy and something that." tells my story maybe we could write it together and he's like ah too late here it is <laughs> here's this great song that I already came up with and I wasn't even mad I just said yep I'll take it I'm gonna record that it it speaks to me and it's it's um you know obviously he's he would be the other than me he'd be the next best person to to write this song that talks about our, our family history you know we're both third generation musicians from both sides of the family so it's uh it's it's pretty cool. He kind of captured it all in a in a very real way, and and I love the song. It's so me. It's it's um, you know it's country, but there's a little bit of grit. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of attitude to it. So yeah. I, I could not be happier with how it it turned out. And I'm also very excited to announce that it's going to radio May first. It's going to be my first single across Canada. Awesome! Wow. Yeah. That is so exciting, Kelly. Woohoo, congrats. Yes. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, man, wow. That is great. Uh, let's hear it now. Uh, the new single for Kelly Prescott. This is Hillbilly Jewels, Odd in the Country. 
And that is Ontario country artist Kelly Prescott. It's also the name of her EP. It's called Hillbilly Jewels, and uh, you can check it out at iTunes, that whole album. And I love the title, too. I'm a fan of uh, titles, of course. Uh, and Hillbilly Jewels, it just, it just sounds so cool. It's a cool title. Well, um, it is a very cool title, but there's actually some history behind that. Uh, the Hill, Hillbilly Jewels was actually uh, Papa Joe Brown, who started the family Brown. It was his first band with his sister Vivian. And um, they released a couple of records back then. Uh, they, Oh, man, they were so great. Um, I love it. There's some stuff on YouTube. If anyone's really interested in, in old country and that kind of stuff, it's it's worth checking out the Hillbilly Jewels. Um, yeah, we, we took the name from... We took the name from them. Uh, it just seemed like such a, it was just such a cool fit. Uh, it was a great mm-hmm. title for a song, but I also kind of feel like a, <laughs> a hillbilly jewel, if I may say. You know, I'm I'm from the country. <laughs> I live in Toronto now. I'm a city girl now, but really when it comes down to it, I am a valley girl at heart. And um, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel is a good way to describe me, a hillbilly jewel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's great to know that it's uh, the name of the band and uh, from the past, of course, and and the title of the song is amazing. Uh, but and also speaking of titles uh, that are cool, you've got a great one, and I remember that you performed it that night at the Burdock, uh, "Grin and Wear It," which of course yeah. is "Grin and Bear It" is the saying. So I love that you uh, <laughs> put a twist on that title. I love songs that. Do oh that. man, you you picked two <laughs> songs I haven't written. This is so funny. But that's fine. Yeah, actually, that's... Um, I will compliment yeah, you on that... one of yours soon. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that eventually, right? Yeah, um, yeah I love that song, too. That's also on the EP, and, and uh, yeah. it's a great, it's a great feel-good song. And, yeah, I, I love that one. It was, it was a lot of fun to record. We recorded that EP in Nashville a couple of years ago at Oceanway Studios, and, and we just had a long list of Nashville's finest musicians on it, and... I love the way it turned out and I'm I'm so glad it's out there in the world but I'm also really really looking forward to getting some of this new stuff that I've been writing recorded as well. Um you know I've I've been writing like crazy lately so I'm looking forward to the next project too. And and the musical direction on on the next one Kelly is it uh Americana? Is it straightforward country? A mix of stuff? You never know what you're gonna get with me. <laughs> um, no, it's gonna it's gonna be country. It's definitely gonna be country. Uh, we're we're kind of working on that now. I just signed with brand new management, and I couldn't be happier. I've got a, an amazing team behind me now, and um, they're they're based uh, between Nashville and Vancouver, and. Um, they're really going to be a big part of my creative process. I, I, I love writing. I, I, I've got a team down there that I'm writing with now a lot, and I'll be back down there in June. I was just there for a week uh, writing with a bunch of um, this great producer, Jason Mater, who we, we were writing together again in June, and I think he'll be doing a lot of work for my next EP as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to see where seeing where this one goes. Um, the stuff that I've been writing is you know, it's it's different, but it's it, when it comes down to it, it's it's country. You know, it's still storytelling. It's still mm-hmm. still me. It's always going to sound like me, but we'll see what the production ends up being. <laughs> yeah, production's a big part of it too, right? Of of any format can uh, veer in different directions. Absolutely, and it's a great thing about working with different people. You know, I've I've been a uh, 
other than this last EP, I was always a producer on my projects. And um, the last one, I stepped away from it because I just, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to see where it would go without me being a part of that. I mean, no matter what, I'm always going to be a part of the creative, you know, I'll always be kind of doing post-production, but just to get to sit back and just be an artist is kind of cool. Sometimes it, it takes a little bit off your plate and you get to just focus on, on the songs and, and um, yeah, it's kind of nice to, to take a break from that. So I'm not sure whether I'll be sitting in the producer's chair for the next one, but no matter what, I'll always have right. a say in what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I mean, it would be a, it's a great problem to have, but do you end up, or do you think you'll end up in this case with more songs than you need for the album? Then it's a matter of, okay, maybe you've got 20 really good songs and you've got to pick 10 of those, which must be tough. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is really tough, but uh, it's, that's a really great problem to have for sure. I think <laughs> That's, um, you know, something that every artist wants to have. That's a yeah. kind of the ideal situation. And I'm, like I said, I've been writing like crazy. I've been through a lot in the last year. And so I'm writing from personal experiences and I'm writing about other things too. But um, already I probably have, you know, 30, 30 songs that are kind of in the running. So I think we'll we'll most likely just do an EP for the next one, but but we'll see. Right. I think that, um, yeah, it's just we're going to take our time with this one though too. It's uh, I just want to make sure we have we all want to make sure that we have the right songs and and go from there. So of those extra songs, and I've asked other artists this, uh, songwriters, um, you've got those extra songs. Uh, are there any in you know of that bunch? Do you think that you you know that you've written so far that man? I, I started to write this for my project, but this would be a great song for Miranda Lambert or for Carrie Underwood. Absolutely, or Jessica Mitchell. <laughs> you've got some of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I think that Jess is uh, doing okay on her own, but I would always love to write with her. She's one of my <laughs> she's one of my dearest friends. And um, I think I'm, oh God, I'm such a, such a huge, huge fan of hers. And uh, it's, you know what, it's pretty cool to be nominated alongside one of your best friends. It's uh, for Roots Artist of the Year at the CMAOs. It's, it's great. But um, yeah, when you're writing a song, you know, of course, sometimes you start out thinking this is for you, but then, um, you know, the dream is to, to be able to pitch your songs to other people, of course. And um, I've got a pretty extensive catalog now of, of tunes and I'd eventually love to demo them all up and start pitching them. But we'll see right now. My priority is me and just trying to find the best, the best songs for my next project. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we're good. We'll talk uh, in a few moments about one of your co-writers, uh, none other than Patricia Conroy. And she's mm -hmm. uh, had so many of her songs covered, including Jessica Mitchell working on whiskey that they wrote together. And that's up for yeah. CMAO. And I mean, she's got a long list of uh, songs that she's pitched and had cut, including Reba, which is like mind blowing. Yes. We'll get to Patricia in a moment. And, and that song, okay. we've got so much to talk about uh, about her. But let's talk about Nashville just for a few moments. And uh, uh, I, I mentioned that we talked about that. So what was your most recent trip to Nashville like? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was there for a week. It was a short trip, but it was probably my, my busiest. Uh, I think I had about two co-rates a day and 
I was also wow. performing with uh, Jada Kelly, who's another one of my closest friends, brilliant songwriter and performer. Um, it was her CD release down there, so I, I got to sing with her for that. And yeah, I think right. I wrote about six songs in the week. And also, it was just <laughs> a, it was a kind of a celebratory week of getting to know my new team down there. They just opened a studio in Berry Hill and. So it was pretty great. I got to hang out with some of the other artists on the roster, and um, it was it was great. I I got to work with some really really wonderful songwriters. Uh, yeah, I wrote yeah I wrote about six songs, I guess, and I'm so Incredible. happy with all of them. And I'll be back down there again in June, which I'm really looking forward to. Lots more work to be done. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When when are you uh, hoping to have the uh, EP put together by by the end of the year? Or? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. I mean, we've already started demoing some of these songs up, and um, I think it's just going to be a matter now of choosing the best ones. And I think June will be will be another really big writing trip. I'll be down there for ten days, so probably try and do another two co-writes a day and see what happens. But like Great. I said, I've already got a, a ton in the bank, so we'll songs. <laughs> so we'll see what yeah. which ones <laughs> win win the next round. It'll be an interesting battle. It- Exactly. Yeah, that's right. On to the next round. That's great. Uh, Let's turn to another song from your EP, Hillbilly Jewels. Again, it's available at iTunes, and people can visit you at your website at kellyprescottmusic.com. So let's uh, turn to Losing My Hometown. Jim Cuddy is on this song, and you wrote it with the Claytones and Patricia Conroy. Oh, one of my favorite writers. I've been so lucky. I, like I talked about earlier, I grew up in a recording studio surrounded by wonderful musicians and Patricia Conroy just so happened to be one of those. She was a huge part of my childhood. You know, I've known her forever and my dad produced one of her first records and she's always been a very, very dear family friend. And so when I first moved down to Nashville, I guess, Oh my goodness, nine years ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When I first moved down there, she was one of my first co-writers. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think everyone's as lucky, but, you know, some of my first co-writers wow. were Colin Linden and Patricia Conroy was one of them. And, um, yeah, ever since then, we we write together every chance we get. Um, and I love her. She's she's one of my favorite co-writers. She's brilliant. She's She's just – she's got such an interesting way of looking at things, and her ideas are so fresh and um, – and I adore her as a person too, so that that also helps. But we um, a couple of years ago we wrote this song. The the four of us wrote this song together, and we loved it, but we didn't do anything with it because um, it just wasn't maybe the best fit for the Claytones. But uh, when we took a listen to it before we were going into the studio recording "Hillbilly Jewels," we thought, "Man, this song is it's got a lot of potential. It's a it's a great tune." So we put it on this record, and I was so lucky to have my friend Jim. Um, step in and do vocals on it he's he's i mean he's one of the best (laughs) vocalists out there um and he's a canadian icon which also doesn't hurt but we we toured together before and i um i love the guy he's he's wonderful and i was so so happy that he um you know (laughs) wanted to be a part of this it it really means a lot to have somebody like that on your side is is very cool 
Totally. Jim Cuddy from Blue Rodeo and his solo career, of course, a, a Canadian icon. I mean, you're right. Jim's voice is just incredible, whether it's an up-tempo song or if it's an emotional song. I mean, he delivers it. Oh, yeah. He is. To this day, he's he's still one of my favorites. And you know what? He still sings. It's it's amazing. We we did a tour. To, we did the Canadian Pacific Holiday Train Tour together. Um, I guess not not this past winter, but the or the one before, and uh, we did from Calgary to Vancouver, and it's amazing, you know. And minus whatever temperatures, the guy is still wailing. <laughs> He's still hitting every note, and oh, man. It, it, like I was. I just, you're up there and you're hanging out backstage all together and you're becoming friends, but then you get on stage and you're like, wait a minute, that's Jim Cuddy. <laughs> and right. he's just, he's so amazing. He blew, he blew me away every night. It was a really huge honor to, to get to do a tour with him. Uh, it's a highlight of my career for sure. Great. Well, let's hear that song now. Uh, Kelly Prescott, Jim Cuddy, and of course, uh, written as well with the Clay Tones of Patricia Conroy. This is Losing My Hometown on In the Country. I always love this part of town, the way the lilacs smell this time of year. Summer's near It never fails to bring me back To a first kiss on the wrong side of the tracks Standing here I forget the reasons why
And that is Ontario's own Kelly Prescott. She is up for Roots Artist of the Year at uh, this year's CMAO Awards taking place in London, Ontario on June 11th. And if you want tickets, uh, be sure to get there quickly before they go because the uh, the show is uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, CMAOntario.ca is where you get tickets uh, for the show. And that's a great song called Losing My Hometown. Jim Cuddy on vocals along with you. Uh, Kelly, I want to thank you so much. It's been such a great treat to have you on the show, uh, not only to chat, but to share songs from the Hillbilly Jewels EP. Thanks so much for uh, spending the time here. Well, thank you so much for having me, Dave, and congratulations again on CMAO Industry Person of the Year nomination. Thank you. I was yeah, I was blown away. I was I was just so honored. It's uh, it's, it's a big deal. So thank you so much. Oh, well, you deserve it. And uh, thank you so much for having me. It was, a, it was so great to catch up with you. My guest once again has been Kelly Prescott. Be sure to head to iTunes, and that's where you'll find her EP, Hillbilly Jewels. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.